0: What up, y'all? This is your girl Shaniqua T on the beat, and you are now tuning into the Spacious Podcast, where healing meets transparency and faith meets mental health. And y'all, if you're not already, I'm just telling you the housekeeping rooms right now. Go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you tune in and stay up with us as on Gracious Space Community if you haven't already. And tell a friend, tell a friend, tell your uncle, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your auntie, whoever, you name it, you tell them to meet them here because they're going to get they their name, okay? So anyway, now that we got that out to way. Y'all, we continuing on in our Black Woman Healing Series, all right? And it just keeps getting better and better. The fire keeps coming. And just drop in the comments if the series has been blessing you this far, because it's really been getting me together too. Not just y'all, but me too. So on today's episode, I am so overjoyed. I'm so thankful to have my good sis come on up here, Miss Day-Janae. Okay, she is a fiery and fierce woman. Love God, and she will tell y'all in a few minutes. She gonna give you that fire. She gonna give you what you need. And listen, she gonna she just gonna drop it on you. So be ready to get your edges snatched. I'm super excited to have her on here today. I've been just watching her journey from afar, and she has been such a blessing to my life, even on my in my walk with Christ. If y'all don't know already, I I have to say this, I didn't know how many women that have just been pouring in and been impacting me on this journey, and I'm just so thankful how God has just been so intentional and in dropping people on my spirit, and I was just like, okay, Lord, you know what, we gonna do this, you know, I'm gonna ask, you know, I be a little nervous sometimes, but I'm so thankful that she is here with us today, so y'all, y'all give a round of applause and I bring up my good sis, Miss Jane D. Tony. <laughs> hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> so thank you so much once again for being up here today. I'm so thankful. I'm so excited. I know this is going to be good. So if you can, you know, I gave a little slight introduction, but let the people know who you are, Okay. <laughs> So
1: hi, everyone. I'll give y'all the, the spill that I give everybody. But my name is Danielle DeTonio, and I always like to refer to myself as a fierce and fiery woman of God. And I don't say it just to be cute. I say it as a reminder of who God has called me to be, as bold as a lion on fire for God in every area of my life. And I believe that my one of my uh, main purposes in life is to help believers do the same, walk in that boldness, walk in that confidence and that authenticity that God has placed on the inside of you.
0: So that's just my little spiel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <clears throat> go ahead, y'all. Give her a little round of applause. But um, yes, she she is she's that girl. But we're gonna go ahead and get right into it. So for your episode, if y'all don't know already, you should know by now. For each episode, we ask each just to give a title for their podcast episode that describes their healing journey. So for my good sis, her episode is called The Beauty of Unbecoming. And I had to sit with that for a minute. Like I really had to sit with that. That was I've been sitting with the title so far but for some reason that one just really hit me. Um and I give some insights on what was coming up for me but if you can they just give us some insights of what the beauty of uncoming what was that uncoming process look like for you.
1: <laughs> so first let me say um it was a quote that I saw like years ago I think when I first so I refer to me as like being fully surrendered God, to God as 10 toes down. So I always say mm-hmm. I'm 10 toes down for Jesus. Um, and that I, I can credit uh, being in Jacksonville, Duval, you know, for giving me that language about being like 10 toes. I know y'all be saying like 10 toes down. yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, I saw a quote and it said, um, what if life wasn't about becoming anything? What if life was about unbecoming everything that wasn't really you in the first place so that you Mm. could be, it don't say who God has called you to be, but I put God in it. So you could be who God has called you to be. And when I saw that quote, it really just like, it really witnessed to my spirit. And I realized that a lot of times we can, you know, you see social media, you see all of these things that tries to become something. Everybody want to be something. Everybody want to become something. When you give your life to Christ, one of your main questions is, God, what is my purpose? You you want to be mm-hmm. something to somebody, but... I've learned that in my journey, it's about un, it's about the un, it's about the unbecoming. It's about learning how to uh, die to that flesh, learning how to take off the things and the personalities that's not really you so that you can fully manifest into who God has called you to be. God has written something concerning your life. He has written, He the Bible says that before uh, he knew you, before he created you in your mother's womb, he knew you. So that means that you have a, a destiny that was predestined before God even placed you on this earth. So our job is to undo all the layers or allow God to undo all of the layers of trauma, of hurt, of pain, of betrayal, and all of these things that we put on ourselves so that we can truly walk and who God has called us to be. And that's what I like to call is your glory zone because you're you're mm-hmm. doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You're moving how God wants to move. You're operating in God's perfect will for your life and you begin to operate in the ease. So for me, um, when I first became Ten Toes Down for Jesus... God immediately, like, took me through, like, an intensive healing journey. I'm like, okay, God, we going straight in. Like, it wasn't like, you know, you got time and God going, to no. know. it was immediate. Um, I had, uh, during this time, I was still in Jacksonville and I had got fired from my job back in, this is uh 2018, so October 2018, I got fired from my job. And um, right before I had got fired, I was praying to God, like, and I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't 10 toes down quite yet, but I was getting yeah. up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was praying, and, you know, and I was like, God, like, I would go to work every day. I used to, I worked in a salon. I worked as a, a hairstylist since I was 13, got the tattoo to prove it. And so I always did hair. I worked at a franchise salon at the time. Um, and I would go in the bathroom in between clients and I would cry because I just felt so mm-hmm. unfulfilled. I'm like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this, this is not it, you know. Mm-hmm. And they said, I am a very... Uh all in or all out type of person. So if I feel like if i my heart is not in it, I'm not there, I'm not showing up, and I don't want to be in that space. So I began to just cry out to God and I asked, I was like, God, like this is not it. I'm ready to go to the next level. Little did I know the next level was gonna be me being fired from my job Ooh. and me having to enter into entrepreneurship. So that journey for me was was scary because I you know I've done I've always been an entrepreneur, but, you know, it's different from doing it in in the space of, you know, in the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. To shift. I started doing graphic design. So it was a complete shift for me um, in doing that. So I still have to say, after I got fired from my job, I just had all of this time, right? And so I was just in yes. my apartment. God really just had me in the wilderness season. And he just started to just Started showing me all of these things, okay? Y'all always, you know, people that's attached to my ministry in some type of way, they be like, girl, you be snatching my edges. I be like, because the Holy Spirit be snatching <laughs> mine. So I, the Holy Spirit be speaking through me, and I just, you know, I don't yes, be God, snatching the Holy <laughs> Spirit. That's how the Holy Spirit deals with me. And I remember one of the things that, or well, a few of the things that God was saying was, uh, you're a bad friend. You're entitled. You're opportunistic. You're manipulative. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm like, You're now. Like, I'm about to just be coming at me like this. When he came so hard and was just dealing with those things that was on the inside of me, and he he started to show me. and I'm like, wow, God! Like, this is how I was showing up. No wonder Ooh. I was attracting the people that I was attracting. attracted. No wonder I was in these toxic relationships because. That- this is what I was given. Like, this is what I was reflecting. So, God took me through a very intensive um, journey, healing journey, like, very quickly. Um, and I had to do a lot of adjusting and do a lot of having a lot of hard conversations. Um, so that happened in October and around November, December. Uh, I went back home for uh, like a month or two because my sister was pregnant. I was like planning her baby shower. And God just started telling me, write a letter to everybody you need to forgive in the family mm. and give them the letter. You know how people are like, oh, I wrote a letter and I burned it. Yeah. You know? and like, give it to them. I'm like, God, why you to come? I'm, like, okay, I'm not ready. <laughs> So God had me to like give a letter to everybody who I needed to forgive um, and just really just like pour on my heart. God was speaking to me so clearly in that season. I was having dreams like all I was doing was spending time with God. I wasn't doing anything else. I would just and at that point, I was just getting to that point where I was like ten toes down. So Mm -hmm. like just really speaking to me and really working on me and just like shedding these things offered me. And one of the things that I prayed to this would bless somebody, but one of the things that I had to do was write a letter to my brother who sexually abused me as a child. Mm. And I had to go, and I thought that I was going to write him the letter and hand it to him, because he was living with my mom at the time, and I was staying yeah, with my that's... mom. And I thought that I was just going to slide it to him and go on about my way. And uh, I went to walk and I, I, I had this whole like just encounter with God. I wrote the letter. You know, I was singing that song. Um, I think it's about Jubilee Worship. There is no bondage. Like just yes. having just a whole you know, encounter. I'm like, oh God, you're so good. And I was like, God, let me know when you want me to give him the letter. As soon as my brother walked in the house, he was like, now. I'm like, Man, ooh, God, You responded. Ease me into it. Like, he was like, Man. He was like right now. like, <laughs> now. So I was in the living room at the time. And my brother was in the dining room. So the walk from the living room to the dining room, it felt like eternity. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Cause here I was a f- facing like one of the biggest secrets, one mm. of the biggest fears in my entire life that I've ever experienced. Yes. So, it was like I'm going and confronting this thing head on, and I went and I, you know, I gave him a letter. And I was like, "He guys want to get this to you," and I'm just it's in my family. Our I, I, I love language is like joking, like we joke a lot. So he thinking it's just something. you like read the letter. What the letter say? No, so no, no. I have this piece of paper, and I'm like, okay, I'll read it. And I just knew it was God using him in that moment. Like, no, read the letter. So mm. I have the paper, and I'm like trembling, Shaky. and you know, I read the letter. And when I read it, it was like chains just fell off like I could feel it. It was like chains mm. had just broken. And he began to just hug me and embrace me. And the the cry that I let out was like it wasn't like a, a like a, a, a I'm sad cry. It was like a release like mm-hmm. all the way like because this happened I think when I was around like seven or eight. So can you imagine holding something from the age That's of seven or eight time. all the way until I think I was like 25 or something like that at the time holding on to all of that for that long. So it was just like chains were broken. So that was just, God is taking me in my journey. God is taking me through so many layers. What I had to do things like that and just unbecome, like before you could become anything, before you could show up in ministry, before you could show up in your family, before you could show up as a wife, before you could show up as a mom, before you could show up as a husband, you got to unbecome. You got to be willing to share. So process has been for me just dying like letting the flesh die and just fully surrendering to you know god's will for my life so yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen and that was just by you giving that that piece of your your testimony is the word that god was just giving me was like scripting, like the scripting mm-hmm. process
1: yeah. and
0: i know even for myself i thought that the healing journey that I was on at the time, I was like, okay, we, we getting into it, but it was some corners. It was some rooms that I was trying to avoid in the mm-hmm. process. And he like, nah, 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 it's time to deal with this. Like you're yeah. trying to go here. You're struggling, trying to get there. You're something one way, but I got to deal with this level you're trying to avoid before I can take you up even higher. I can take you higher, even in my glory. And one of the biggest things that he had to deal with me about was like how I saw myself, how Mm -hmm. the things that I tried to avoid in my past and how much it affected me. Because Mm -hmm. for me, It was like that search for attention, that search for wanting Mm -hmm. to be loved so bad. Mm -hmm. So I would try to find it in other people instead of allowing God to be that space for me. It was to Mm -hmm. the point where he had to let me know like, um ma'am, you striving for success, but it's a worldly success that you're looking for. it's not you it's not me that you're trying to find you're trying to get successful so that you can feel accepted by other people and I'm just like, oh, like you ain't got a. You don't you don't have to do me like that. Like you, you just don't have to talk to me like that. But I receive what you're saying right now. But I had to really take that in and understand, like, you know, you got to let that pride go. You got to let that that selfishness go, because it's only going to keep you in a rotating circle over and over. And at some point you get tired of the cycle. So I'm pretty sure it's somebody out there. You're tired of going in the same cycle. But you just don't know how to get up out of it. You're at your, your breaking point. And I think mm. this is a good space to be in because now it's like you, you have to be pushed to that point of making a decision. Like, I'm um, I'm surrendering, I'm being 10 toes down, like how you talked about I'm be 10 toes down. I, I can't do it my way no more. I can't do it halfway anymore. It's either all or nothing. And yeah. even in the times that we're in right now, it's a all or nothing. Ain't no in-between no more. Like, Like Like it's not working. So it's like something that God was just like downloading me um, inside of me as I was waiting and stuff like that. He was showing me I am doing something new. And Mm -hmm. then I had to look up the word new like, okay, we know it's something fresh out the box, something that's never seen before. But it was a word that really stuck out was something unfamiliar to you, Mm -hmm. something you've never seen before. I'm doing something refreshing, but I had to strip you. I had to remove you from things that you were familiar with so that I could familiarize you with me. The old does not serve you because I have given you new wine. So it's Mm -hmm. like now it's like he's bringing me into this space where I'm going in an unfamiliar territory. But at the same time, that unfamiliar territory, it can be scary because it's not something that you're used to. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I know for you, you you've been moving like God has been moving in this space. In your life of taking you into glory to glory, and I, you know, people want to know, like, what, what is that? Has there been like a tug of war even in that process of going glory to glory, even with like just continuing to release those things of the flesh and then walking into God is calling you to be?
1: Definitely,
0: most definitely.
1: <laughs> Just last week, even before, you know, we got on this call, like, so last week, okay, I'll, I'll back up. So shameless plug. I have a ministry called Girlfriends and Biz um and it's a prayer and fasting ministry for kingdom entrepreneurs so we do a lot of corporate prayer fasting and just providing the tools that you need to equip you to walk in your god-given assignment through entrepreneurship so we Mm -hmm. just finished up a 14 day 14 days of terry so we prayed for 14 days straight from 10 p.m to 12 a.m and it was just so powerful and i always tell them like Y'all be thinking God be doing this for y'all. God be doing this for me. Like I mean, these programs that God be telling me to do, it be blessing <laughs> me. Like it be blessing me. So um, it was one of the nights, like the, the theme of it was for God really was just impressing it on my heart to tell his, because uh, it was uh, guys on it too, to tell his sons and daughters to push and in, in, to push us into what he sees for us and what he has for us and to stop, you know, just wrestling with your stuff, all of these feelings of inadequacy, mm-hmm. unworthiness, and just all of these things, like creation is really groaning for the, re- the revealing of the sons and daughters, like God, yeah. we see so much, you know, witchcraft and demonic, like all of these things that's happening in the world, and God is looking for us to raise us up, to be the voice, to raise us up, to be bold, to not be afraid, so yeah. for me, um God has called me um into full time ministry. Um and this was something that I knew back in um 2021. I had the opportunity to go to Nigeria and that was a whole testimony um in that. But when I came back, I didn't know why God wanted me to go, but I was like, I oh, don't know. And that was my first international trip. It's just a yeah. spoiler alert. It was fully funded. Dejanay paid nothing out of pocket. God paid for everything. I mean, down to the outfits, okay? God cool. says, and this is going to help somebody. God said, God told me, and I, and I keep this close to my heart. He says, if you have faith enough to believe, I have the power to back it up. So your mm. your your level of what you see around you, your level of faith is based on how God is going to move in your life. So if mm. you believe God up here, he going to meet you up here. If you only believe God down here, he's going to meet gonna you gonna at that sure. level. So God, I, when I came back, I realized that God was, he wanted me to go into full-time ministry, but I thought full-time ministry looked like being a pastor. And I was like, God, you don't want Get this. It. Don't want it. It. That's <laughs> it. Like, I, that's not it, God. You don't want Deja to be nobody's face, okay? That's but I don't know. I don't know why my mind thought that that was the only way that you could do ministry. Like right. even do now. This is ministry. Like your podcast is a ministry. Like it's a business, but I always tell the the people in my ministry, my the girls in my ministry, that your business is a cover up for ministry. Right? You mm-hmm. may think you coming in to get this podcast, but you you gonna be laid out when it's all said and done. You think <laughs> you coming in? You know, you might do hair. You think you're coming in to get your hair done, but at the end of the day, you're going to get blessed and you're going to get okay. prayed. And so, um, you know, it's important to realize that, but I just had this, this limited uh, mindset of what ministry looked like. So, yes. you know, this is something that God has been dealing with me through the years and just uh past the past week, when we finished the, before we finished, I think I'm, we were like on day 11, uh, day 11. And I was just like, God, I feel like I'm wrestling. Like, I'm in the ring, 12 mm. rounds. It's ding, this ding, version. Yeah. And it's the, it's the version that God has called me to be. And I'm wrestling. I'm like, God, why mm. am I fighting so much? Like, why am I fighting so much? Like, why can't I just fully just let go and just, like, fully just, like, trust you? Why am I wrestling? And I was, mm. and then like, that same week, I was weeping and weeping and weeping. And I'm like, God, what? and like what is going on God was saying like you're grieving this version of you that's dying this version Mm. of you I'm killing like so you were going through a grieving process and I just began to just lay it out on the altar I said God however you want me to show up for your glory I'll show up whatever Mm -hmm. you want me to do I'll do it because I understand that because I'm ten toes down that means that my life is not my own that means that if Mm. you want me to do this if you want me to show up I have to do it. Like it's no, yeah. I don't I don't know what it looks like to go if I couldn't even imagine trying to go back to the world. And like you said, it's no in-between place. So either I'm gonna fully show up in God or I'm gonna be somewhere lost in the world. And I don't I don't know what that looks like. Okay. So it took me to really just understand get get the understanding of like why I was wrestling and God yeah. just started. Dealing, you know, all of these things. And he was just saying, I gotta I'm gonna put out my journal because I want to give y'all like verbatim and just pray that it would like help somebody. And this Man, is this is I mean, this is fresh, y'all. This ain't no oh, you know, years ago. This was last week, okay? This was last week. Um, so one thing that God was telling me um in Hebrews uh chapter 12, uh verse two, or between between one to three, it talks mm-hmm. about stripping off every weight. So it says, mm. let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And the, the, the NIV version says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the mm. sin that so easily entangles and let us run with the perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So I begin to ask myself, what are those weights do I need to strip off? What are those mm. things that I need to throw yeah. up that is hindering me for me fully walking in what God has called me to be? Mm. And I put unworthiness, perfectionism, mm. pride, Ooh. fear, self sabotage, gluttony, mm. self control, what Ooh. people think about me, people pleasing, laziness mm. and procrastination, being superficial, self doubt, lack of self integrity, not holding my, not keeping the promises that I make to myself. That's lack of self integrity. So God just started showing me and revealing these, all of the things, these are the things that, that I didn't give you. These Mm. are the things, these are the weights that you have put on yourself that you Mm. are hindering yourself from going forward. I didn't give you, you know, uh, unworthiness. I didn't give you the spirit of fear. I didn't give you these things. So you're literally going on and based on the situations and the things that you are, you have experienced, you're putting these weights on you and you wonder why you are struggling. So I had to really just get to the root. And that's a a practical, um, just, uh, advice or tool that I want to give, you know, anyone who's watching this, get to the root of what those things are that is keeping you. Um, even as you were talking about the cycles, those demonic cycles, Get to the root. What's the What's the trigger that starts yeah. that cycle? What yeah. is that root issue? Once you are able to get to the root, you're able to attack it. You're able to cut it off, right? I had to get to the root. What are those things that are, is keeping me from mm. fully going forward? Yeah. And one of the things uh, that God also revealed um, that I was just talking to my first lady about too was God would just show me how much in my life I was I, I was shamed. How much of yeah. my life, i was humiliated. So for me, it was like, God, well, I don't want to show up and, you know, I be made a fool of God. I don't want to, I don't want to show up, Lord God. And I, and I, um, and I'm, 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 with the Holy Spirit. What was I saying? God, I don't want to show up and I, I, I mess up. That's what it is. That perfectionism, mm, yeah. God, I don't want to yeah. show up and mess up. God, I don't want to show up. And, and, you know, I'm not, I just don't want to mess up. Like that was my heart's cry. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. But trust yes. and believe that God is pushing you forward. He believes that he trusts and he knows because he's all knowing that he's yes. giving you every tool in your, in your toolbox to go forward and that you're not going to mess up as long as you stay at the feet of Jesus. Yes, so you get to that place where one you understand what is the root cause of this thing that is stopping me from going forward mm-hmm. and then repent, okay? Because it's also pride to think yeah. that you're in, in God. God, this one thing that God was saying during our prayers, He said you have made your excuses an idol, you have mm. made your yeah. excuses the these that That's those it. your those limitations and those inadequacies that you believe about yourself. You have exalted that above my knowledge for you. If I told Mm. you that this is what you're going to do, this is what I've called you to be. And you say, well, God, I'm not good enough. Well, God, I'm not worthy enough. You have now made that thing an idol. So I would say secondly, Mm. repent and cry out for mercy. And thirdly, show up and trust God in what he's calling you to do. Be pushed and have it so important to have people around you as well um just being real transparent i'm a worshiper in my core, but i'm a, i like to worship in my secret place and yeah. you know i want to pray i'm on the, the choir the praise team in my church and they're like it's time for you to like leave and i'm just like no nah, i stay in the back no. like i remember <laughs> when they first asked me like i'm not the <laughs> John, to be safe in the back like so uh i remember when they first asked me and i was like i got more dying to do i'm not ready like i'm not ready. And they respected it and they're like, okay, mm. But here it is a year later. They like, what's your excuse like, in no that? Like you've
0: been right. Mm-hmm.
1: So like, if my first lady was like, no, like you're going to sing, and not like in a like you know like a, yeah. a way, but a lovingly push from my spiritual mother. Like it's time. To, like it's time. Like baby, I'm gonna push you out this nest, and you're gonna fly. Like so yeah. it's so also have like leaders or people around you who see the greatness on the inside of you that maybe you don't see in yourself in that moment that could push you out and say, go forth. It's time. Like you yeah. have been doing yourself for too long. Yeah. You have been, you know, putting yourself in this space for too long. And a lot of times we give the enemy so much credit and it's us. It's not the enemy. It's yes. the enemy. It's you. Yes. It's you that's causing you from going forward. And some things, um, is one thing that my apostle was saying on Sunday that was so good. He said that we, we can all agree, right? You said it earlier. You were, God is doing something new. We're in a new season, right? But yeah. when, when it comes to you being in a new season, your new season has an identif- identification process that you got to mm. go through. And if you show up to your new season at the door as your old self, it will not recognize you and you won't be able to get in. So you have yeah. to also become something new in the new season. God is doing a new thing, not only in your environment, not only in your business, not only in your ministry, and your finance and your family, whatever you believe in God for, but he's also doing a new thing in you. That means that yes. you have to let go of the old and allow God yes. to do the new thing in you so that you can show up and have the capacity that you need. Yes. Right
0: in your new season. Who y'all caught that? R- rewind it a little bit. <laughs> Did y'all catch that though? That's so good. Everything you just said, like you low key snapping into my tapping into my business right now. But that that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, but I think one of the biggest things in all of that, especially when it comes to like dying to self and just walking into this newness, it's like. And even, and I, once again, I, I get into my own self right now to my business, but it's not my business, but here we are, Lord. Okay. Anyway, cool um, I have to do that with myself, I'll be talking to myself in third person, but, um, one of the biggest things that God, he dealt with, with me with most recently, I went to, a um, uh. A prophet's house. It was one by the one of the other young ladies that was on here, um, Prophet Obiama. And while we were there, something that God has just really been driving to me is really like seeking His face, like seeking. First, the um the, the scripture that he came, he led me to, because I've been in the book, the book of um Matthew right now, but the scripture that he led me to was Matthew, give it to me look Matthew 633, which says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Um take therefore no thought. For the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the e- evil thereof. But one of the biggest things that w- that really stuck out to me was the seek part. And I know that uh, some time ago you was doing like the seek fast. And I was reminded of that, um, which is so interesting. I was reminded of that because I know I have participated in that seek fast and how God, he even blew my mind even in that process when I just salt his face and sometimes it's like when going through this process of being detoxed from the worldly self really into the righteousness of who God has called you to be sometimes there can still be a lot of things of the old mindset of thinking like well I gotta do this for me it was like I gotta do this this that and the third to sit in the presence of God like I gotta do this I gotta do that and the whole time God is just like I just need you to come and sit down just yeah. sit down. You don't even have to do all of that. You're trying to prep yourself. You're trying to figure out because right now I work. Um, I'm in this season. Well, I know now. I've accepted the fact that I'm called to work with the youth, um, mm-hmm. to counsel the youth, and I tried to run away from that thing. But mm-hmm. God really had to deal with me with the root issue of that thing, of what you just talked about, the root. He had to deal with me about that abortion that, uh, abortion that I did when I was when I was younger he had to deal with me about that and even in that space I talked about it um, on my testimony where God he restoring he's restoring motherhood back into me right now oh, so wow. now the fact that he is doing that it's like now I look at the youth in a totally different way. But it's like, I didn't put you here for no reason, but you, you can't go in the same mindset if you're trying to work with the next generation, like in order for you to understand how to get to the root of their issue, because I'm a seer. It's like, you got to come to me first. You got to look to me for the strategy. Like, yes, you went through um the the program the the therapy program and all of these things but now i'm taking you through it's like i'm going through a spiritual school right now with yeah. god like he's taking me through that process of like well i need you to seek me first it's it's not And how I do it through you, it's not going to be nothing that's drastic, but I also have to let you know that what you're doing is ministry. Yes, you have a business. Yes, you're going to have a practice, but at the end of the day, it's ministry. And it took me a long time. I'm finally starting to get uh, an understanding that my business is my ministry. Yeah. And that that can be a whole tug of war because it's like you're trying to do business the way how everybody do business X, Y, and Z. But it's Mm -hmm. like when God gives you something, it's like you're not going to do it X, Y, and Z. You might go to the Z and go back up to the A, but it's like Mm -hmm. I have to take you through this process to understand it. But it takes that cleansing of, like you were saying, of the inner me. Like Mm -hmm. in order for me to step into this space of um, God bringing me back into doing podcasting again, it was like, okay, well, I have I had to take you. I had to let you see yourself and not be fearful of seeing that person, that person that feels like they are unworthy that person that feels lacks confidence that person that is people pleasing like i need you to see that person so that way you can now allow me to come in and do the purification because we in the marriage me and god you know we in the marriage when you come in unison with him it's a marriage at this uh point and and for me, I was doing marriage the wrong way, because let me be real with y'all. I do desire marriage, y'all. But God is also teaching me like, hey, this is not a one way thing. You can't be up here <laughs> and the other person down here. This is a partnership. Yeah. So now he's taking me through the process of what it is to be partnered with me, like being partnered with God and not just me trying to carry all the weight. Like, you can't carry all the weight and then try to take off the weight at the same time. It don't work. Mm-mm. It don't work. Mm. It don't work. I feel like I just said a lot, but it, no, don't, it don't work at all. So, some of, one of the things I just want to reiterate is getting to the root of the issue. That is so important because once you can identify the root thing and you know you have the strategy to uh, basically come against and break that yoke of the root, you're you're unstoppable. Yes, that's it. (laughs) You're unstoppable. Mm. So now now I want to ask you this because I know that healing is a continuous process, but do you think it is a certain point where you have, like a person can basically arrive in their healing journey? Or uh, how am I trying to ask this question? or like that you just completely just like, just yeah, like, like you're healing. just like, whoo, like you're you're there, you're there. Is there a possibility you can get there?
1: Um, so I always say that you know, healing is a journey, it's not a destination. Right. So, you know, in every I believe that in every season of your life, there's gonna be something that God is gonna be, we're gonna forever go through a process, right? When we become right. truly whole, I know we strive for wholeness and things like that. But when we come truly whole and perfect, we'll be up there with our father, right? So right. I believe that we God sets it up for us to always be going through a process so that we can fully depend on him. Because if you think about it, if you just completely whole and just never, you know, every void is filled and you just completely, it's going to be, sometimes it could be a, a um like a, a lack of dependency on God. Like, well, I'm good, God. Like, everything is new, right. everything. But no, like, I just, I truly believe that it's always going to be a layer that God is going to be doing. And, and the more you see God, the more you get close to God, then you will get to a place where like, maybe like the childhood trauma or the things that you experience, it doesn't hurt anymore. You know, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, when I first like told my testimony of like, you know, the sexual abuse and things like that, it was like pulling teeth to get it out. Like, my God, like, you know, you get that little lump in your throat. Yeah, like, you feel that like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I can tell it and not shake. My hands don't sweat. My knees don't tremble. So you get to that point, and that's how you know, like you've healed from that thing. Like it's no longer a thing. But the level of he- healing or sanctification that I'm entering into when I become a wife it's going to be different. When I become a mom, it's going to be different. When I make my first six figures, it's going to be different. When I, you know, like all of these milestones and these things that we strive for, there's going to be a different uh, um, level of processing and pruning and and healing that God takes you in. But I do believe that, um, not saying that it ever stops, but because you're used to it, it's not so... um, it's not so severe in a sense, like it's not yeah. so like, oh God, like this almost <laughs> took me out. Like it's yeah. more so I know you begin to mature and you say, Okay, I know what this is. Let me let me get to the root. Like you begin to start thinking more soberly about these things, and you're able to say that's one thing that God has been speaking a lot to me about is being sober. Like I've been mm, saying it's I'm too minded. expensive in its season to be yes. emotional, right? Yeah. For you to be sober and saying, Hey, this is the thing that, you know, I'm, I, I'm seeing that I'm struggling with. Okay, God, let me go to the work. How do I combat this? How do I deal with this? And you begin to learn how to partner with God. So now your healing journey is less of a tug of war and more of yeah. a partnership. So it don't feel so much like, oh, man, this is something I got to go through. But you're saying it's mm-hmm. something I go through so that I could be a blessing. And that's what God is even, was even revealing with me, with like that warring that I was experiencing. He said, You get to go through this for somebody else.
0: I'm yeah. using
1: you to because you understand how to. Anytime that I go through something, I experience something. That's why journaling is so important for me. I'm yes. writing it down. And I'm not only writing it down for me, I'm writing it down because it's going to be a blueprint and a blessing to somebody else. I know that God is allowing me to experience this, not for dejeuner. But so that now I could, because naturally, I'm a solution person. I'm always Mm -hmm. thinking about the strategy. I'm always thinking about the how. I'm always, I can go to an event and I'm looking like, okay, they got three volunteers. They got, just naturally, (laughs) my mind goes how, like the behind the scenes stuff, right? Because I know that God has called me to be a solution in the earth. So God, Mm -hmm. I've as I've made, you know, to my declaration to be ten toes down for Jesus, I understand that the mandate on my life is to go through so that I can uh, get the blueprint to bring others through. Right. So you have yeah. to understand healing journey and the things that you go through is not for you. That God will use you as a system as a solution. Mm-hmm to be a blessing to someone else. So I believe when you even just change your perspective on like what that looks like and you understand, okay, this is the opportunity to grow. This is the opportunity yeah. to heal. This is the opportunity to be able to um, see it. So now because I've been through it, I could see it in somebody else and pinpoint it in them. Now I know how to strategically pray. Now I know how to, you know, uh, go and intercede and stand in the gap for them. Now I know how to do these things because I've been through it and now I can give them practical tools, not just from what I think you should do or what somebody else has said, but it's because i personally experienced it. So to say, to answer your question, I think that you'll ever be evolving and changing and growing and I don't think you'll ever just get to a point where just on all sides and everything. Like, yeah. you no, know, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we're still flesh. Like, yeah. we are flesh. That's why God gives us new grace and new mercy every single day. Because he knows, like I always say, by 11.59, that grace them ran out. And by 12 midnight, you gonna need some more grace. So God reveals yeah. us new grace and new mercy every single day because we're flesh. I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how much you know the word. I don't care, like... Because we are still flesh, our flesh won't be going to heaven with us, right? So it is naturally made to sin. It is naturally made to try to pull us down. But the more we focus on building our inner self, the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us, we're able to become stronger. So it's always going to be a level of, like, growth that you're going to experience. It just won't be as, like, cutting, if you will. And it won't be so the more you grow through it.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. And that also makes me just what you just explained and expressed just now. It also makes me think about how um, this can apply with people like people that um, we look up. Well, do I want to say look up to that we have in proximity of us for like wise counsel, because Mm -hmm. sometimes I. I can say for me it's so it sometimes it it has been spaces where I've looked up to a person so much to the, to the point where basically seeing them like a parent almost. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. like, when you realize that there is something inside of them that is not so great, or they may have misused you in a certain way, it, that sense of betrayal can come out. Like Mm -hmm. you feel betrayed, but it, just based off what you said it reminds me that you know we are we are still flesh at the end of the day and we all have our stuff so it's just yeah. like we have to be able as much as we can extend ourselves grace we have to extend others grace too but also be wise enough to understand like how to move with those people in the future because it's easy to put somebody up on a pedestal I'm you know it's easier to put a person up there and start idolizing them because you see them well man they could do no wrong in my eyes because this is what they this is what you see but you don't see what they battle with behind closed doors so i think it's important that even for people that we keep in, you know, all of us just keep in proximity of us that we we be wise and understand that people are humans; they have flesh, and we all have our things. So, yeah. just being wise, even in those spaces too, as well, is big. Yeah,
1: that's, that's so so good, and and also extending yourself grace because sometimes you can feel like that was another thing that God was. Sometimes I could be so hard on myself and. I was like, mm. God, like I would um, like I said, this just this just, this just happened just like a week ago, right? Yeah. about a week ago. So um I was struggling and fasting, you know. If you know me, you know, I pray and fast. Like this is my real deal life, right? I understand yeah. that I'm called to a of prayer and fasting. So I was trying to do. Um, a dry fast, and I was like, I'm going to do a three-day fast, you know, just really just seeking God, and after the first day, like, I I stopped doing the fast, and I condemned myself so much, and I was just like, God, like, what is this? Like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? And God said, my love is not based on your works. Right now, he said, he said, your intention behind matter of fact, that's true for me. I'm getting y'all all in my journal, okay? Because it's gonna bless somebody all in my business. We
0: love you, we love you. <laughs> um, what
1: do you say? What is that? Holy Spirit, he said, He said, everything you have been doing lately with the you know the fasting and all of that. He said, Everything you've been doing lately, um, has been I don't even can't read, read my hand right here. Uh, has been oh he said it has been striving for my approval that's why mm. you've been condemning yourself for so much my love for you is not based on your works that's why you felt unfulfilled and empty and that's why you struggled and seceding because the intentions were to please me and not to seek me your mm. intentions that's We're supposed to live a life that's pleasing unto God. But when your intentions become in your prayer and your fasting and whatever it is that God has called you to do to to receive a pat on the back from God and not to uh, uh, seek God. God, I'm doing this, God, because I want to seek you. I'm doing this because I want to go deeper. I'm doing this uh, for intimacy. He gave me this one of my favorite scriptures. Or chapters Mm. of John 15. This description says, Abide in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So just read that whole chapter. It'll bless you. But basically it says that you apart from me, you cannot do nothing. When you begin to take the things that God is giving you, the ministry, the business, the family, whatever those things, and you're trying to do it on your own. It says apart Mm -hmm. from me, you can do no thing. And you're and you're attaching it to God's validation. Yes, I'm not saying we need validation of God, but your intentions are God. Yeah. I'm doing this. Because you have called me to do this. I'm doing this because I'm seeking you. I'm doing this because of intimacy. I'm doing this because of these things. And I, I cannot do this without you and fully rely on God. Then He will make those things fruitful. But when you try yeah. to do things on your own and your own strength, then it says those the people who do that it's like a branch that is cut off and it withers it dies right and we yeah. know that if you talk about like a a plant or something that you might cut off it doesn't die immediately it lasts for a little minute and then it begins yeah. to die right so you may seem you may notice or you may not even realize for some time that you have been cut off until you know things start drying up one of the definitions of wither it means to dry it means dry mm-hmm. so you and things withering around you and things drying up. You're like, wait, what's going on? Because somewhere you have disconnected from the vine. Somewhere yeah. you have gotten connected from the presence of God. So it's so important that everything you do, and we, when you were talking about seek early, you know that uh, Matthew 633, that's the anchor scripture for girlfriends and biz. If you seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, I love it. Yeah. It's another a, a translation. It says all of these lesser things all of these less important things will be added unto you. If I yeah. see God and I, and I, um, and I you know, uh, see God in his righteousness, then the things of the world, the things, my, my prayers that I'm asking him, those yeah. are the things that's going to be added to me, but not internally, externally. Those are mm. not the things that God is going to add to me. Is going to happen as I seek him in a secret place. He's going to add to me virtue. He's going to add to me the fruit, of, the fruit of the spirit. He's going to add to me love and patience. He's going to add to me confidence, the things in the natural that I need. He's going to give me those things too. But because I've depended on God and I'm connected to the vine, when he yes. gives me those external things, I'm not, I'm not driven off of those things. Yeah. I'm say. Um, unless you have no oh,
0: question,
1: but, um, <laughs> um, I remember when God, so powerful, once again, powerful testimony of how God, um, moved me. I'm in, now I live in Houston, Texas. God told me a year ago to move to Texas. I was in my car. I was on, on, on one, one out fast to seek fast. And I was mm. in my car and God said, move to Texas in six months. I was like, "What?" yeah. That was <laughs> That was not God. God. I don't know nobody in Texas. I don't understand how you want me to move to Texas. God was like six months. So for, like a, for about a good month, he told me that in December of 2021. January of 2022, I brushed it off. I ain't think of it. I ain't pray about it. I, ain't, I was just like, yeah, maybe i was just yeah. hearing something. But February, I was like, I don't want to miss it. Let me see God. Even if I'm not sure if he, that was really him. Clearly that was him. But, you know, even if I'm mm. not sure, I can really just see God and just see. And it was in my seeking that he gave me confirmation. It was in my seeking. I began to go mm. on a fast. And I, when I say I gave God no rest, I was praying and praying like every breath that I could take. I was praying, God, I need confirmation. God, I need you to show me. Is this what you want yeah. me to do? God? I don't want to miss it. Send a man, send a person. Reveal this thing to me. God, you know how I need, you know your daughter. I needed to slap me in the face where there's yeah. no doubt that this is what you want me to do. And immediately, I think the second day of my fast, I think I did like a three-day or five-day fast. The second or like the third day of the fast, God started giving me confirmation and showing me. I started seeing Texas license plates everywhere. Like I've never seen. I've, I've lived in D.C., Maryland all my life, never seen a Texas license plate. Yeah, every time I left like out, I yeah. Texas license plate. I'm like, okay, God, I can't, I can't <laughs> deny it. But it was in the seeking that He gave me a piece that surpassed all understanding. So guess what? When the external things of the world, when family members and in in, in good intentions, family members and friends, what do you want to do? Where do you want to stay? Where do you want to go? Mind you, I'm going with negative $10.72 in my Damn. account. I didn't know where I was going to stay. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no job. I nothing. Nothing was set up. So I thought, on the other side but in my seeking god and me knowing god i'm like god if this yeah. is what you told me to do i had full confidence in romans 4:20. it said that abraham had full he was fully persuaded that what god had pronounced yeah. he was faithful to perform so i was fully persuaded god i don't know how you're going to do this it was in my seeking that i had yeah. to have the confidence To know that no matter what anybody else tell me outside of what you said, I'm going to hold on on to what you said. And when I begin to hold on to what God said, everybody like, what you going to do? And I'm just like, just pray. Just pray. That's all I need. I remember texting some of my friends when I was sitting, y'all. I spent the night at the airport. I got to, I thought I was going to be in Dallas. I got to the airport and I sat there and I'm like, all right, God, now what? Can you imagine like sitting, God giving you a word? All he gave you was a word. God don't <laughs> tell you how he do it, and he says, "Go." It was. It really was like I just. I thank God that He allowed me to to be able to walk this thing out because even as I, every time I tell him, like, "Wow, God!" Like, thank you. Like, thank you for like you get the glory so much in His testimony. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Like how he think he told Elijah, he said, "Go to this place, and I'ma send a widow to feed mm. you." told Moses, go to the place in which I call. He didn't tell him what he was going to do when he, when he got there. He didn't tell him anything. He just said go. God just told me to go. But because I had such a surety of who God was, I said, it is. I said, let me just go. And I sat mm. in the airport and waited on God. Can you imagine? Mm. And people were, my friends were texting me, uh, girl, like, are you okay? I said, right now, I can't talk to nobody. Just pray. Yeah, how you don't ask me questions because I don't know. Just pray. Yeah, just, don't pray. just pray. That's <laughs> all I got for you. When God tells me something, I'll let y'all know. But it had to just be me and God because I knew I couldn't afford to let any seeds of doubt to enter because yeah. I was already wrestling with God. Because now I'm at the point where I'm like, God, I'm in the bathroom, y'all. Like, I wish I would have just could have like a camera, like just <laughs> I was in the bathroom, like. God, like I'm crying, but I'm not like crying loud because I don't want to like, think I was crazy just in the bathroom, yeah. but I'm in the back. like, God, you said God, what are you doing? I don't understand. God, I feel yeah. foolish. God sent me here. You told me to go. God, you're not saying anything. What are you doing? And I'm crying in my spirit, like it was like that Hannah cry. She cried in her spirit. I was crying in my spirit. God, show me what it is that you want me to do. God, you told me to come here.
0: Mm. Yeah, and God said
1: go back to the place of that peace. That peace that I gave you in the beginning, go back to that place. And mm. it wasn't I got to that come to Jesus moment and got out of my flesh and went yeah. back to the place where I first saw him and he gave me the scripture. Um, I, I, I believe uh, the um Genesis 12, 22, he talks about Moses when he told Moses to go. And I began to get a peace in my spirit again. And then God, he gave me the next set of instructions to reach out mm. to my Lady. I didn't know her at the time. I didn't know her from a campaign. I just reached out for prayer and you know, she ended up taking on my burden. Long story short, I'm here in Houston. So I say all that to say it was in my intimacy, in my revelation of who God was, in the in the secret place of seeking him, that I was able to walk that thing out. We ask God yeah. for miracles, signs and wonders. We ask God for all of these things. But if you don't have the faith and if you don't spend time in your secret place and see God and really understand who he is, you're going to end up belly up, right? Like you're, you're not going to yeah. be able to pull that thing because you don't have a revelation or a relationship with God to really understand and see God. So in everything you do, that's why I say it's really seek God in the business, in the in the marriage, in the, whatever it is that you are believing God for, seek God. When you seek God, I think about seeking God is digging. You're digging. Mm -hmm. You're digging. You're going deeper. You're asking questions. You're spending time in God's presence. And like you were saying earlier, a lot of times we could think that um, um, spending time with God is that we always have to do something. But when you think Mm -hmm. about you being in a relationship, or you, you know, you with your man, your man, your man, and you, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you in presence, Y'all don't got to say nothing. Y'all don't got to be doing nothing. You just like, I just want to just be in your presence. That's how God wants us to be. We don't have to always go before God and and say anything. He like, it's been times where God is like, well, I I felt him like literally touch my shoulder and tap me and wake me up while I was asleep. Like, get Mm. up. I just want to just be with you. I just want to just spend time with you. I'm not expecting anything. I just want to just be and to just be able to just sit in God's presence and just sit there. God will begin to download. God will begin to speak. Mm. You'll begin to feel God's presence. So in your intimacy, the key to everything that you need, the key to breakthrough, the key to deliverance, the key to success, the key to anything that you want to, is through seeking God and your secret place and your intimacy and true relationship with God.
0: Yes. Come on, somebody. That's just, that just wrapped it up. Man, man. Dang, y'all y'all needed this, but I needed this once again, so wow, wow it's the seeking, it's some I don't know why, it's something about these six months, because God gave me something too, and it, it was like six months, da, da 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 da, and I'm like okay God, and then now this thing is in front of my face, and I'm just like well, God, what is this? Like, I'm trying to figure it out. Well, what's this? What's this? In a fleshly way, I'm like, I'm I'm trying. I'm low-key panicking because I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got my, my emotions over here. This, this over here. Like, what are we doing? Like, what's going on? Why you ain't saying that to me right now? Why you ain't letting me know what's going on? Like, what's good? Like, What is this thing that is in front of me? But yeah. once I get through all of that, it's like, go back to that place. Yeah. Go back to that peaceful place get back in my presence yeah all that your our emotions our, that flesh it can get real noisy mm-hmm. and you can't hear nothing yeah so it's like you have to get back in that in that heart posture something else that you said um in the seeking process that god was just like reiterating um was that your your heart posture and your motives it has to be cleansed in order to even you know just seek him seek his face because how how you talked about how you know we can have be seeking for one thing like to just please him but what is your true motive like we have to even be cleansed even in our seeking process our yeah. motives our heart posture has to be cleansed in order to get to that that place a lot of times and just being honest with where you are because it's yeah. one thing for God to reveal a thing to us we can receive the revelation but a lot of times it's like well God am I ready for you to really like or am I ready for you to take this thing like really take this thing from me like mm-hmm. what 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 is gonna be replaced in inside of me? Am I afraid of what is about to be placed inside of me? Because a yeah. lot of times in this unbecoming process, like we, it, I know for me, it's like. I was I was afraid of who God was cultivating me to be because you can mm. very well see that person. You can see you can yeah. see you it'll come out in spurts, and i will yes. see it come out in spurts, and I'll be like, Oh, hold on now. Like, right. who is that? Who is <laughs> this girl? I'm clenching my pearls right now. Like, who is that girl? And then it's like, whenever that glimpse of your identity like your true identity in Christ start to come out I know for me I don't know what it looked like for everybody else it's like that that warfare start coming in and that inner me that inner yeah. me start to mm-hmm. start to come out too yeah. and then it's just like well, um, well I need to stay on this side then because that person over there it bring in too much stuff like it bring yeah. in too much of a um, yeah it's too much going on i stay on this side I know what's familiar over here, so I can really deal with that. But it's like, are you really dealing with that? Seriously? No so god Mm. had to take me through that process and he's still taking me through that process like i'm showing you your true identity in christ but i'm also building your confidence like i'm building that confidence i'm building that inside of you so that you can no longer you can't be in that place of being fearful of that person you're becoming yeah Mm. and just
1: to add quickly um just real quick Um, you know what you said too about it just made me think about. Um, you said God will show you like glimpses of yourself, and you'd be like, "Whoa, nah. <laughs> right?" We're going back to that definition: something that's unfamiliar, the new thing, yeah. something that's yeah. unfamiliar. So we we can get so comfortable in like, I'm this is the version of me. I'm comfortable here. This is how I operate. This is how I do things. And we begin to see that new version of us. We like, yeah, I don't don't know how to show. Those shoes looking a little big for me to feel, right? Like, no, I don't see that. But we have to also understand too. One of my, I did a, a, a live a few days ago, and one of my sisters in Christ got on. She said something that was so good. She was like, "We serve a generational God, like we serve an eternal God. He speaks from the end, so mm-hmm. He's speaking when 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 you get prophecies and God begins to speak over your life, He's speaking to the end. He's speaking to the version that mm-hmm. you're already that you already are. Just like when He yeah. saw Gideon yeah. hiding in the um, and He was threshing wheat in the wine press. He said, he said. Uh, he called him, you mighty warrior. He, he didn't yeah. speak to the man that was scared. He spoke yeah. to who he called him to be because God sees us through the lens of how he originally created us. He don't see us through the lens of the version that we created in ourselves, right? So even just, I would just say a prayer point is to just ask God to help you see yourself how God sees you and to not run from it and not be afraid and trust um, and another thing I want to add too is um when you were talking about uh just like how God has you in a space uh of you know where you sometimes feel like, okay, God, what you gonna do? How you gonna do it? One of my prayer points is when I especially when I first moved to Houston, was God help me to surrender the how. Yeah. Because naturally Dejeuner is a uh very much so um solution. I need yeah. a checklist, I make a check, yeah. I do go to the beauty supply store. Dejanae got a checklist because I need to go in there, get what I need to get and come on out. OK, I got a checklist for everything. So you mean to tell me, God, you want me to do this and you're not going to give me it. So God, help me to surrender the how every day I had to pray that prayer. God, I put the how on the altar. Let this yeah. thing burn, because if yeah. I try to think about how you're going to do this thing, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So how I'm going to try to do it. Let me let me give you a quick little quick little side story. God, I was, you know, crying out for provision. Like I said, I know that God has called me to full-time ministry, but it was a, a wrestle, you know, that I was, you know, trying to overcome, right? And um, I was like, God, I need a job, 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 I need a job. No job, not, you know, every time I would apply, nothing would come through. God, I believe because of his mercy, he gave me this job. I hated it. I hated it. I was like, okay, God, I see why he don't want me to work. I see all of this time that I'm spending building somebody else's business who is mm. not even, you know, in the kingdom. Yeah. Come on, let's be real. I could be spending that time to be pouring into the people that you have called me. Yeah. Thank you God, because for a season it provided means for provision.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: God, I could be using this time to be a blessing to somebody else. I could be using this time to be in my word, to be praying, to be seeking you for my personal life, and also to be a blessing to others, right? But I had to, it was a level of trust that I had to release and let go. And God yeah. told me in that season, he said, Dejanae, you know me as savior. You know me mm. as deliverer, but you don't know yeah. me as Abba, You don't know me as father. He said, because you did, I, in, in the natural, by the grace of God, thank you God for healing and, and breakthrough and prayers, because they were I have a relationship with my father now. But growing yeah. up, I didn't have a relationship with him. So he said, you don't know how to be a daughter to a father because you never had that, and not mm. you. So now yeah. here it is, you're, you're 10 toes down for me. You don't know how to be a daughter. You mm. don't know how to accept me as a father. One of the definitions for Abba, which means father, is source, sustainer, protector, and defender. So if, mm-hmm. I'm, telling, if I'm looking to God to be Abba, to be daddy, to be father, Lord, that means that he is my source. Everything that I need comes from him. He protects me. He defends me. And he sustains me, right? So yeah. God had to take me through a journey. And I even realized that it was even uncomfortable for me to say father. I would never call God father. I would always say God. I would always say Lord. I call him every other name. But it was a struggle for me to say father. Some people, yeah. I've, I've seen some reels of people like, It's weird when people say daddy. That's my daddy. Like, that's my daddy. (laughs) That's that's relationship, though. You know, like, I'm able to say daddy, Lord, daddy, God, daddy. Like, I need my daddy in this moment. I don't need God. I don't need you as healer. I don't need you as sovereign Lord. I don't need you as almighty. I need you as daddy. I need you to come wrap your arms around me. I need to come sit on your lap. I need on your in your on your chest, like I need daddy. So God had to also take me through that, that, that level of healing where I stripped off that daddyless daughter. Right, I stripped off yeah. the identity of being a daddyless daughter, understanding that I am a child of da- God. I am a daughter of the King. Right, and when I yeah. was able to do that, it gave me a different revelation of perspective to to uh, uh, expect God to provide, to expect yeah. God to be my source because. He is my father. It is his responsibility. When you have kids, they're not thinking about, okay, it's, it's five o'clock to seven o'clock. What time am I going to eat? How is my mom yeah. How is going to provide the meal? They know that when they go to that dining room table or when they go, <laughs> when they come in from school, dinner is going to be ready for them. Yes. They know the roof is going to be over the head. It's second nature. Mm-hmm. It's second nature. They don't even think about it. So how much more Matthew 7, 11, it says, if you being wicked, give good gifts to your children. How much yeah. more would your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? Yeah. God gives as his, as our father, he gives us good gifts. So we have to understand and catch that revelation and just ask God, you're in a season where you're trusting God and you are believing him to do something. You don't know how he's going to do it. Say father, Lord, I surrender to how, I don't know how you're going to do it, but that's above my pay grade. It's not my responsibility. When you need me to move, just let me, whenever I need to come in and do something, you let me know. And last thing I would say, a lot of times when God is silent in a season, it's not because he's not speaking. It's because he's working on something. Little did I know when I was moving to Houston, I didn't know I was moving to Houston at the time. I thought I was moving to Dallas. Little did I know the apartment that I was staying in um go check out my my testimony cuz I ain't going all in. but um yeah. the part the apartment that I was staying in it was actually my first lady spiritual daughter which is now my sister right so wow. she moved into the apartment June mm-hmm. maybe like 15th maybe 10th i'm gonna say June 10th God told me to move to Texas June 28th i got to Houston wow. June 29th right so she stayed in that, she signed the lease. She stayed in that apartment for like two weeks, barely two weeks and she traveled. So she barely was there. God told her to go back home and move in with my first lady. That apartment was for me this whole oh. time. And God knew because I'm like my financial situation, I wasn't gonna get approved all of that. It was a luxury apartment. She had everything. It didn't. She didn't have furniture yet. Cause mine, she just moved in, but everything that I needed, Paper towels, toilet paper, uh, like everything that I needed in that apartment. It was fully stocked. All I had to do was just, she had got a bed, never slept on the bed for maybe like one or two days. God was working over in Houston. I didn't know what he was doing. I'm over there praying and fasting, losing all this weight. Looking crazy because I'm like, God needs to show me. I need you to respond. I need you. But the whole time, God was over there working, telling her what to do to set up the place for me so that when I arrived, I was going to have a place. And not just a place, any type of place. It was a luxury apartment in downtown Houston. Hmm. That's the type of God we serve. So understanding when God is not speaking all the time is not because He's uh, disregarding you or He's He's not because it's is a lot of times because He's uh, He's uh, working on something or a lot of times is because He's watching you see how you move. If I never yes. speak, are you still going to be disobedient? Are you still mm-hmm. going to be unwavering in your faith? Are you still yes. going to trust the last thing that I told you to do? Are you still going to hold fast? to that word. This is what peace that surpasses all understanding. God, that if you don't even tell me what to do, if you don't speak, God didn't speak for five months to me. God didn't mm. speak for five months. <laughs> and I just keep going and just saying, okay, God, I know you told me to do this. I'm going to keep seeking you. I can't say that when I would pray and ask for provision for certain things, I was like, God, okay, you know, you want me to go. I need you to provide for my flight. I need you to provide for my luggage, like little things that I needed. I need you to provide and God provided Hmm. So all of this ties into unbecoming because it's a dying. You have to die from your logic. Your logic has to die, right? God says, I will use the foolish things to confound the wise. That means that your logic has to die. The pride has to die. The inadequacies, the unworthiness, all of these identities that you put on, it has to die so that you can fully walk into what God has for you. And also too, In in talking about seeking, the closer you get to God, God is light. John talks about God as being light, right? God Mm -hmm. is light. The closer you get to light, what happens? The more things begin to expose. So So the closer you get to God, the more you become one with God. Those dark places in those rooms that you didn't want to allow God to enter into, they begin to be exposed. And that's a lot of times why the resistance happens too, with you know, going deeper with God because you're like, oh, God, that thing really gonna hurt. I'm not ready to, I'm not ready for you to test that yet. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. For you to that. But the closer you get to God and God begins to reveal more, it's another shedding, it's another dying, it's another process that you go through and you're like wow god thank you because he begins to wipe those things away and expose it and now um like a uh daniel i love this story. i always say that i'm daniel's great 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 granddaughter yeah, yeah. i love you. he has such a deep revelation of who god was but one of the things that i love um when the angel came down to visit him he said daniel you you are highly esteemed in heaven you mm. are highly esteemed. Can you imagine being viewed as highly esteemed? Wow. And in another chapter, when it was talking to when the enemies were trying to come against him, he said they could find no accusation against Daniel. Mm. There was no accusation. So the reason why that God takes us through these processes—processes processes of stripping and dying and purging yeah. and breaking. So that when he lifts you, when he elevates you, there's no accusations out there against you. Nobody can say, nobody can come against you. The enemy can't come against you because God has already done the work and you have died yes. to the process of God doing the work so that you can sustain the thing that God has for you. That's why some of these pastors and preachers and Prophets, false prophets, whatever they get to a place of rising, and then they begin to get exposed, and they come uh-huh. crumbling. The because fall. they weren't willing mm-hmm. to go through the process of unbecoming. They wasn't willing yes. to go through the process of stripping and purging and pruning, so that they could that they could sustain the level of success, success that God wanted them to originally, you know, achieve. So don't be afraid to unbecome. Don't be afraid to go before God and die. Don't be afraid to let go of those things that you've been holding onto. That old identity that is no longer yours, and fully walk into the beautiful, wonderful woman or man of God that God has called you to be. Yes, in Jesus' name. Oh,
0: yes. We put some blood on that thing. See that thing right on up. That was it. Y'all don't get nothing else today. Seek, seek, seek. So, woo! Thank you so much, Dejanay, again for being up here, dropping the bars, getting in the business. I know that was nobody but Holy Spirit, so we thank you, thank God. You. So, if you can, just let the people know how they can stay connected with you. I know you said in the beginning, but let them know. Give it to them again.
1: Yeah, so you can find me um uh, I'm an Instagram girl, so you can find me over uh, at Dejanae DeTonio on Instagram. Um, if you are a kingdom entrepreneur and you're looking for a community of women who love God just as much as you do, you can join us over in the Facebook community at girlfriendsinbizbiz. B-I-Z, um, and then yeah, everything that's... Con- any way that you want to connect, you can find it through Instagram or through our Facebook community. So yeah, and, and uh, YouTube as well. YouTube, my YouTube is... Uh, The Fierce and Fiery Woman of God, but it's just the Fierce and Fiery W.O.G.
0: Yes, yes. I'll be sure to drop that in the details below so y'all can check that out so woo, y'all that's it y'all know what to do make sure you like comment and subscribe and share 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 because i know it blessed me i'm pretty sure it blessed you so go ahead and share the wealth with the people um just seek god in this season because he'll be able to continue to just shut off those things of being fearful even in the unbecoming process y'all so as always y'all show yourself grace on this life journey and and this is a message from your girl Shimiko T. We out.